Okay, good evening everybody and fair dues for coming out in the <coughs> crazy weather this evening. If you've hit across the idea of unity consciousness, then it would be familiar to you at times to see that you are all of it, that some, everything is interconnected in some way. You would have probably got a vibe that, oh my God, everything is love. <clears throat> but this too is a trick of the mind. Knowing that you are consciousness, it's a step along the way. Don't make it your home. It's not. For any experience at all to be had, for consciousness to experience itself, because there is only consciousness, it needs to have to subdivide somehow itself into parts in order to have a before and after, to have an experience, to have something to refer to, to have something to talk to about itself. So separation can only exist within consciousness, imagining it's separate. Otherwise experiencing is impossible at all because there's nothing to offer contrast in any way. Without contrast, no experience, none. So any idea that you are separate, that you're individual, must be an idea that's happening in consciousness. You are a consequence of this idea. You're not having this idea. It is not your belief. Consciousness is doing this. You are a byproduct of consciousness running the idea that it has separate parts. Do you see that? Too much? Say again. <coughs> There's one way to walk this path, which is about my beliefs, my, my belief in separation, my emotional reactions, my thoughts, my identification. 
or we can come at it from the other side, looking at it in terms of understanding how this works, how this matrix, how consciousness works, how anything that can exist. How does that work? What's the micro, macro perspective of that? So consciousness being all that can exist, everything after the idea of existence, when the idea of existence came into being, well then, well then, oh, well then existence, but there must be something that exists. This is the next dense, the next dense realm, you know, the next, the next level of creation. Well then something must exist. Okay, now we've got subject-object. We've got something existing, we're into duality. Bingo, separation. If something exists, we've got separation. Okay. All of this movement, they're the building blocks of consciousness. Huh? And so deeper and deeper within this, there are layers and layers and layers of what separation offers. So if something is this, it can be this, it can be this, it can be this, and lo and behold, we've got loads of labelling and we have diversity. Now, you, you can see yourself as a separate human being and try and pace your way back to seeing what you really are. It's going to take forever. It's fine. It's fine. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Nothing you can do about it. So I'm just opening a door to say, do you know what? You're actually a byproduct of a whole sequence, sequence of thoughts, of ideas, of concepts, of creation. So with consciousness running these ideas, there is a consequence of running these ideas, and it's the idea that I am a separate person. Hi. So instead of being an individual, can you see that you're a consequence? You're just a consequence. Of thought. Yes, a thought. Thought creates subject object, yes. But it's not that you are that having the thoughts, that you are creating the you, it's not. Consciousness has has its only ability to have an experience must come through there, there being something and there being an experience. It must split up at some point in order to be able to experience itself. But there's only consciousness, so how can it experience anything? How can there be anything that's not consciousness? So within consciousness, there's a subdivision, all right, which says this can experience that. And therefore, the one who's having experiences, oh, that's me, I'm an autonomous individual human being having these experiences. It's like, oh dear, this is the mechanism through which consciousness registers experience. But the consequence of it is that the ownership idea comes along. Because the next dense ex idea after experience is ownership of an experience. Mm. This is what gives rise to the me, my, I. Just throwing in something and see if it'll stick. I don't know, have you ever heard of the golden ratio? No. It's a classical mathematical formula. Uh -huh. And it defines the point at which unity divides itself so it can experience itself. Great. And it's used throughout architecture. People use it unconsciously to proportion things. It's the most pleasing um, way uh -huh. of doing things. It's almost a third and two-thirds, and um, but not quite. And it has a decimal point that goes on in front of you. Wow. Mm -hmm. And 
the same idea that you just described, that in order for unity to experience itself, it has to divide itself, but it can't do it equally. Yes. Because if it was equal, it would be a perfect mirror. Yes. No experience. No experience. It creates this, this point. And the yes. beautiful thing about it was when I was reading about it, I couldn't understand what, what it was at first. So I asked my sister, who was very intelligent with math, and it wasn't until she explained how numbers move through the equation and what they did that I could see, oh, it's a relationship. Yes. So as this changes, you know, this side of, the, um, of unity changes, you know, when you have the division, this side changes at the same time, yes. at the same rate, yes. and it's the only point at which this can happen. Yes. Uh, is through this one sort of spot that you can get this number always relating proportionally together. Yes, yes. And hence we have night and day, the law of opposites, good and evil. Mm -hmm. The attempt towards, you know, saving the planet and, 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 you know, everybody waking up and it's like, you know what? The flip side has to be happening. Has to be happening. It's just in response to whatever, ignorance growing also. Thank God for that. So it will never end, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, once you say, I mean, everything you said was based on, I think, your premise that everything is consciousness and then blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But how do you get to everything is consciousness? I mean, that's, that you, you, you're making, you're, you're, giving, you're making a, an assumption that, I don't know, all of us. No, I'm there. just trying to see, yeah, yeah. to see yeah. where yet, where yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, well, I don't know that for a fact. See, so yeah. when you when you start okay. off with that, and then you do all this other stuff, I can follow you from your premise, but I, the can fact I that I wasn't premise. with you on the premise. Yeah. So where all are this you? This is kind of like you know. Okay. So where's your own premise? Where are you? Your own premise? Yeah. Where are you at? What presents as real? Is everything real? Does everything feel real? How do you know it's real? Well, uh, senses, you know, see objects and feel objects and um, they, they don't look like consciousness to me, you know what I mean? They look like bodies, you know, like material. Uh, the to me part, yes. Huh? They don't look like consciousness to me. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And it's the to me part that doesn't yeah. allow it to see it as consciousness. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah. Right. Have you ever had a crack? Has there ever been a, a split in the, the movie? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> mm -hmm. right. So how do you know which one is real if there's been a crack and something outside has been seen or realised? Yeah. How do you know which one is real?
but then, you know, when the crack closes, it's kind of like, I ask myself, was that real or was that a hallucination? You know, or yes. Was that a kind of a, yeah. you know, a mind, you know, yes. you know, like, I've been on drugs, you know. Sure. <laughs> but this is not a drug experience. Yeah. Know? And so, yeah. so, so, uh, you know, yeah. So, but you conclude, which one is real? Well, the, 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 the experience of, uh, of everything's all right, you know, and, and the experience of, it, it, see, when you, for, at least for me, the crafts haven't denied the, 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 the reality of what I see. They haven't denied it, but yeah. they've, they've made it all kinds of, kind of unimportant and, un, and, and kind of, I don't think there's been a denial, so maybe I haven't had a big enough crack, I don't know, but you know, I don't think there's been a denial. No, you're fine. You're fine with no denial. It's, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. <clears throat> so, if this isn't real, does it have to be denied to be seen that it's not real? Can it be that it's real, but it doesn't have as much substance that you thought it had? Well, that's where, yeah, when you're in the crack, yeah, it doesn't have much about it. It doesn't have much substance in the sense of importance. You know? uh -huh, uh -huh. It doesn't have, you know, it's not all the, the game playing and the relationships and the motivations and all that are just kind of like melted, you know, they kind of dissolved, kind of like. And there's a peace and there's a bliss and there's a kind of. You know, what you were talking about earlier, it's an, it's an experience. So you're yes. saying that's not home. You're saying that's not home. So, that's right. So to me, what it, what, what it feels like is I'd rather be there than here. You know For sure. <laughs> For sure. And, and if that's the step that's pulling you, then take that step. But, but I, I'd be doing a disservice if I said, yeah, 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 you found something. Yeah. It's like that's just another thing on the path, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm interested, though, in what mind does, because, you know, you said when a crack appears, you, you, you might wonder if that's real or not, or did you I imagine that? I don't wonder when it's happening. I don't wonder if it's real. When it's happening, it's like huh. a whole radically, uh -huh. yeah. it's, yeah. it's not yeah. even an experience in a way, really. Yeah, exactly. It's not conceptual, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like, yeah. like being, yeah. like being. Sure. And then hold, yeah. Sure. And then hold a different relation to it. Sure. Okay, there's a little key here for you. Excuse me. <coughs> when 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 a crack happens, mind will do its damnedest to uh, to fill it in. My mind will work really hard to fill in the crack. Yeah. It's gonna get some little, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. We call it polyfilla. I don't know. Whatever you do to fill in a crack of a wall, you yeah. know? Yeah. And paste yeah. it over. Okay? Yeah. So how it's doing that is by saying, well, well, no, this is real. My senses are real. I wonder did I imagine that? Well I didn't imagine that, but already it's too late. Already you're pasting it over. This is where trust comes in. So it's like some part of me is going to have to trust that the other one has more authenticity. Or that the other one is a, a movement out of the illusion, the dream. If trust can kick in for you, 
this will start losing its authenticity, this three-dimensional life. Trust does kick in when it's total trust, when, when, when one is... There, there. yeah. It's total yeah, but I'm talking about here. Yeah, but when you, yeah. When the crack is, is right. closing over, right. that's the thing that's needed, is to trust that, hold on, that thing was not an experience. I can say it's an experience, but that has more authenticity than this. If you can trust that knowing, this will start falling apart. But if you don't trust it, if mind doesn't have trust established, what it's going to do is make the other one, yeah, that's lovely, but it's really not for me because this is, this is life. I can't deny well, this or walk away from this. Do you see? Function in the same way there. Where are you at with trust? You're huh? kind of cruising around me now. Where are you at with trust? With trust at yes. the moment? Where am I at with trust? Yeah. Can you trust that crack when it appears? Now, when the world, you know, when, when there's yeah. a guy sitting on a chair and it's here on a Wednesday evening. Can that be trusted from here, from this perspective? This is what has you. This lack of trust is what makes normal life, three-dimensional world, still appear as solid. That's your next step. You have to work out which side do you put your bet on. This one, or are you going to put your chips on the crack? That there's something there that's more authentic than this, and you're going to have to jump in with your two feet. But, but, but that, that was like a—it happens as a grace. It doesn't happen with me doing anything, or I should say, it happens. It's not like I. When it happens, it's not like I. I. Yeah. I chose to have it happen. Of course you can't choose. Of course you can't. But what you're doing is you're making this three-dimensional world normal life. Let's call it normal everyday life, you're making that more solid by lack of trust. That's what's actually making... Something always makes the matrix appear as real. It's being believed with, with just certain premises that still haven't burnt out, that are not seen through. Something is making this appear as real. We can't make a crack appear, but we can make this false life fall apart. <laughs> what's keeping this life solid for you what makes this feel real this normal everyday life uh, feels totally real is lack of trust in what the crack has exposed to you okay. there's a lack of trust there and you're, you're betting on this having more authenticity if trust increases this will start to loosen and the crack becomes more accessible
that's a golden key for you. Up to you if you want to use it or not. You can dismiss it, but it's worth exploring. It is. Just to add that if you need value, lack of value, as well as lack of trust for you, in other words, valuing, you've, 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 you've had, for lack of a better word, this experience, this crap has appeared. And you can value in either direction. You can go in either direction. So you kind of like, you value thought that might take you someplace still. You value the me that could solidify itself. But when you say trust, you mean like there's just moving in this other direction. There's <clears throat> the magic of consciousness is that every perspective is different. It doesn't duplicate. Really, it doesn't. <clears throat> for you, working with value makes more sense. But for this chap, it's about trust. It's, tr it's lack of trust that's keeping you contracted. Lack of trust. I, I could talk about your whole life having... having you know, you, you actually being safer because you're not trusting. We can bring it right into everyday stuff, but I'm only interested in, in what's blocking the crack, the crack from reappearing. Your thing is lack of trust. That's what's holding the matrix together now. But for you, yeah, there's something... Oh, no, no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Say, no, you're reading the story, you're talking to people reading the story, you're finding out the, the solidifying agent. The solidifying agent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you dissolve what the solidifying agent, there you go. What's holding this movie together? Agent Smith. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the last few days I've been thinking about a quote of Agent Smith and uh, feeling great love for it. And I think it's in the second matrix where he says, when you killed me, I knew I was supposed to die. But I didn't. Something about you rubbed off on me. And I didn't follow the rules. <laughs> and that was his crack. Uh -huh. And that's what I've been seeing is happening in me. There are these things that should have killed me emotionally, uh -huh. and something just said, no, I don't feel like dying. Uh -huh. So what's Not still alive? Mm -hmm. What's still alive? Probably a lack of trust, a fear. What are you afraid of? Having had my world disappear, and, uh, you know, just everything just gone. Mm -hmm. Having that happen again. I mean, it's happened many times, and something in me is just like tries to find the littlest things that it can still hold on to and then start building the matrix out again. Mm. It's also a sense of inadequacy and humiliation. And then, so then, when my world has collapsed in the past, there's usually a story that, you know, I screwed up and. Yeah. It's my inadequacy that has caused this collapse here. Yeah. This is the one to go after. That sense of failure. Mm -hmm. That's that needs to be blown out of the water. Who's holding a standard anyway? 
why are you holding a standard of what, what, what marks your own success? I have any standard. I think one of the things that I've seen is part of it comes from resentments at other people. I'm not wanting to forgive other people, so I hold standards against them, and inadvertently they come at me. Yeah. And if I'm going to forgive myself or be free of that, that would mean letting them You'd go. let them off the hook. And then anything could happen here. Yes. And I'm not going to get my fondest wish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the stripping might continue until this is stripped from you. Mm. There's such an ease when that kind of... That, that type of a story goes. The relief of it going. The relief is huge. Mm. Well, it's interesting. My dog of 13 years just died almost a week ago. Ah. And I had four weeks with him from the time that he was diagnosed with cancer. And I took him because I knew he was dying. <coughs> and the question initially was always, you know, are you going to put him down today? Yeah. And I couldn't find an answer. Yeah. You know, in the mind, it could just go either way. And it was of no use, so I left that. Yeah. And the whole process of just knowing and seeing, like, I, I can only be here. I can't, I can't go anywhere. You know, I can't figure this out. Uh -huh. He's here, I'm here. I don't know what to do. Yeah. But there's something happening here. Yes. And the interesting thing is, ultimately he died at home in my bed. Yes. But, you know, a number of things happen. One, there's the attrition of going day in, day out, having to attend to his needs, which became larger and larger and larger. Yes. And it wore me down. And I saw how he was getting worn down too, and we're both getting like worn down through this process. Yes. And so the clinging to life, going, this can't happen, gets exhausted by the burden of living. And so there was a gift in that of just going, you know, this is just too heavy. Yes. You know, whatever. And he did that too. Yes. And, um, I just learned so many things from being with this. And, and one of them in the end, you know, he died in my bed, and I noticed the old way would have been to generate a story going, ah, oh, this was perfect. I mm -hmm. listened, mm -hmm. I listened to my guidance, mm -hmm. and everything worked out right. Mm -hmm. And it was like, God, what a load of shit. You know, yeah. I just don't want to carry that anymore. Yeah. And just going like, you know, I'm going to stay right here because to go to either one to say this was good, yes. this was bad, yes. it's exhausting. Yes. To claim the triumph is to immediately set up for the failure. Yes. And um, it was just, I'd never quite seen that before within myself. Uh -huh. The willingness to just, you know, I don't need a, a declaration of whether this was good or bad. Uh -huh. And furthermore, to even be with the possibility that maybe it was bad, maybe he suffered, and maybe I should have put him down earlier. And go, you know what? But I didn't have any other way. Yes. And this is going on everywhere. Yes. Throughout life, people are making decisions that other people might be able to see are complete folly. Sure. And I just suddenly had this sense of going, you know, kind of like it's unavoidable or it doesn't matter. Or I don't know. Just going, wow, this is life. Yes. Making bad decisions sometimes. Yes. Yes that cost somebody their life or, or more. Yes, but that's the joy of it. That's the joy of it, you know. I'd always been unwilling to be that person that would 
cause suffering, do something unconscious that would harm somebody, or worse yet, cause somebody to die. It's unavoidable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a sense of meeting myself through that process. Mm -hmm. And I've been with many people who've died, but never where I had the choice, apparent choice, apparent to, choice. Take their, to take their life. Yes. <clears throat> So what to do with this now, huh? Well, the nice thing is here in this is the trust. You know, as this was unfolding, because I couldn't go either way in the initial yeah. stages of making any decision. Yeah. And just seeing that, you know, man, nor do I want to. You know, I might have a moment of thought going, aha, I see the right way. But something in me just said, no, I, I don't even want that. And there was something in me that was going, you know, there. There's something about this, I don't know if I would say it feels familiar or it feels true about just staying here and I've heard other people talk, you know, about stuff that's supported and so there was a sense of trust um, to go through this and there were tons of cracks that happened, mm -hmm. you know, and and the trust was there enough to say, ooh, look at that crack, isn't that interesting? Sit with that, don't, don't spackle it over, it hurts. And the beautiful thing too was, when he went through the death process, there were very intense moments that hit me. But I never before had, I don't know what it is, the courage or trust to let it happen without resistance. Mm -hmm. And I was amazed because it came through and it went through very quickly. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the past, any one of these things would have wrecked my world and I would have been like, ah, mm -hmm. you know, screaming out of the room kind mm -hmm. of thing. And instead, it was going like, wow, here comes this thing that wrecks my world. Boom, it goes through, it wrecks the world. I'm like, oh, that's interesting, you know, things like maybe don't seem real or I don't know what, but what I, whatever I thought was true is now gone, blown away, and and I don't have anything to replace it. Yes. And that was part of the trust and going like, okay, yes. maybe I don't need something to replace okay. it. Okay. So let's pull out resistance out of all of that, okay? Mm. <clears throat> so this story about people doing unforgivable things, mm -hmm. can you see that that's just resisting the play of life? There's a part of me that doesn't want to give that up. Uh -huh. I had some things happen when I was a kid that I'm still very bitter about. Yeah. And I see other kids going through, and I, I, this is a point at which I've, I've had a problem with a lot of satsang teachers that, um, you know, I think it's very easy, this isn't a commentary on you, this is my first time with you, but I think it's very easy, um, you know, generally, we come here as white suburban people who yes. have comfortable lives. Yes. And um, to live some of these other lives is a very different experience and is very hard. And I've, I've lived enough of it and I've touched enough people who've been in these situations yes. that I can't, I can't comfortably say, oh, life is just unfolds this way, and that's just consciousness getting raped over there, and that's fine because that's consciousness. Yes. And that child being, you know, 
sure. taught these these yes. ideas about themselves and they're going to go out and live that life. That's just consciousness and that's okay. Yes. There's part of me that sees it's okay and there's another part of me that is still, you know, says I can do something about this. Yes. Doesn't mean anything will change in this world, yes. but I care about it. Yes, okay, yeah. Because that's me, I actually yeah. sure. see and feel that. Sure. Phenomenally, when, when awful stuff happens, it is terrible. And there is a kind of a practice to use spiritual concepts to just gloss over stuff and deny mm -hmm. horrendous stuff that goes on in the world. But we have a capacity to see it from a few different perspectives, actually from an literally an infinite number of perspectives. But to have the Advaita lens when the perspective is viewing from the place of suffering is denial. It's bullshit. Thank you. It's bullshit. You see? So the thing is, it's tricky. It's tricky. It's like phenomenally, there's a, there's, you know, that you're in a scenario of, of relation to where there's horrendous pain. That must be lived through. Allow that to happen. And sometimes pain is so bad that you have to let it have you. All the satsang in the world is going to be just denying, resisting mm -hmm. what's going on. Do you see? Oh yeah, this is so, what I just had to happen. Yeah, okay. So, so, it's like a wisdom is needed. You need to be wise to know, no, this is me with my own agenda, like helping people, for example, helping people here because my pain isn't healed, right. okay? Or you need this kind of self-honesty, huh? Mm -hmm. Or like actually, no, I am going to do something here to help this scenario. It resonates with me because of my own story. But I'm going to heal myself, actually, and my own story. This needs to get sorted. If I continue with this work helping these people or not, that will take care of itself. The pull will be there or not. But, but to heal what, what emotional brokenness, if that, if that wound is motivating your action, then healing that wound is the only thing that's going to make it dissolve and be okay. Because continuing pain doesn't balance the books. It means that you continue to hurt yourself more, prolonging the, f the first injustice. Mm -hmm. And that's weird, but that's what we do. You know, we continue a pain rather than actually, okay, enough suffering now, and we heal it. That takes an awful lot of courage. Because it does involve forgiveness. At the end of the line, it involves forgiveness. Yeah, I actually had a wonderful experience um, talking to a friend of mine who's husband left her a year ago and she's doing so much better now and she's really enjoying her life and seeing the advantages and I said to her you know at some point you may even thank your husband yeah. and I immediately stopped and I backed up and I said whoa okay I said I'm not suggesting that you should because yeah. there is so much out there in the new age culture yeah. that gives people these recipes yeah. for how to be happy yeah. and what I realized in that moment I was like no there will come a point where grace will find you and that forgiveness comes from, real forgiveness comes from grace, and then you, from your heart, are like, you know, saying it. And I realized, wow, you know, if you try to do it on your own, before the grace happens, you cheat yourself out of You would cheat yourself out of something in the healing process. Yeah. And, and like I said, I've seen so many people, and myself included, who have tried to heal themselves by giving forgiveness before nature. If it's not ripe, if it's not ripe, it's just denial, it's resisting some exactly. other bit of pain. And hurting you know? yourself and telling yourself you're not good enough because you're not forgiving or you don't really feel it or trying to take something 
that really hurt you and make it into a positive when Sure. We play like this, you know, yeah. trying to just stop going into the pain and really mm -hmm. be with it, you know? You know? Like the experience happened. It doesn't it doesn't ever mean it's you. But the experiencing is not an issue. It's identification with it is an issue. But there are some times when you have to let the experience have you. Right. Let totally lose yourself in it. And this you know? with my dog dying is the first time that I've ever so fully trusted and let it have me. Yeah, let it have you. And go, yeah, this is probably going to blow apart my world again, and I won't know who I am, and I'll be disoriented, and I'll have a hard time working. And it hasn't really been that bad at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine if that was your story, having gone into, revisited the childhood pains. That's doable, you know? No, I've done it. I've managed to meet some people in life who helped me unconsciously recreate it. Okay, all right. And what about letting it go? Who would you be then, huh? That's the problem, I wouldn't know. It's worth a shot. It's worth a shot. There's a lot of fear that comes in that says, I'm going to be vulnerable for that kind of pain or victimization again. I think that um, what I've often wondered is whether the trauma of childhood is, you know, having a rapid crack appear. You know, when you think the world is one thing and a trauma comes in, mm. and wham, your world falls apart, your yes. sense of who you are is blown apart. Yeah. And I sometimes wonder whether the, the after effects of trauma that linger in children are the attempts to spackle the openings. And the most common one is to say it was my fault. Sure. Most effective, because you always get to be right on that. Pardon? I said it's most effective, you always get to be right on that. Yes, 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 yes. But yeah, the tremendous fear of, uh, you know, how do I orient myself? How do I protect myself? In my childhood, there was physical violence, which is a very immediate um, reinforcement of, you know, when somebody has your body and they sure. can create pain. Sure, but the, 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 I'm jumping in now, sorry, but the, the, the thing is, <clears throat> mind will tell you it's protecting you by keeping the story going. Mm -hmm. At least you won't attract it again. Energetically, you are attracting it because you are holding the story. Mm -hmm. That's it's completely the opposite because mind's, mind is only interested in maintaining the, the identity and the identity of suffering is the strongest. It's the most potent experience we can have is suffering. Mm -hmm. so, so it's actually the flip side of what mind is telling you. It's that without, if, if that story was to be let go, and somehow you would say, okay, let's see who I am without, without that database of pain going with me, being imprinted on me. If, I, if that actually is dissolved and it's just a story, you actually will be less visible to those who abuse power. You would be less visible. But you're going to have to do it to actually prove it. Yeah. I think one of the things that also has been problematic for me is I've had... Um, 
several times in my life where I had big awakenings and lived in peace for months. Uh-huh. And loved it. It's like, wow, I'm done. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. You say, I'm done, you're not, that's for right. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then things crash. And then I'm like stuck in a little closet with all the horrible thoughts and intense pain and going, oh shit, how do I get back in here? And yeah. how do I get out? And then yeah. something in me just said, you know, screw it. I'm done with this back and forth okay. and very similar to what happened as a child you know what if I can't be in the sustaining peace yeah. then I don't want it because the crash is so bad yeah I'll just stay here I'll moderate where I am so okay. I never have to go through that cycle again okay well that's desire for you <laughs> <laughs> that's just desire talking that's that's what comes up when you're you know when you're in the identification place you desire anything you know Peace, stability, flatline, anything. It's just desire. It's just a consequence of identification. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just listening to this and I was yeah. thinking of something I hadn't realized before. I wonder what you think about it. And so when I think about the story, I think about like there's certain thoughts and there's always a kind of reflection back to me. Yes. I that's being consolidated um, yes. or referred to. Yes. Uh, like a, a thought that's either, you would think it's a thought that's producing other thoughts, but to me it also could be a thought that's produced by thoughts. Like yes. Like the belief or the stickiness of a belief leading to another belief. And one belief connecting to another, what I was thinking about is one belief connecting to another belief connecting to a me. But while I was listening, when you were just speaking just now, I was thinking of something else, which is uh, you were saying, you know, you were talking about letting go. Have you thought about, you know, what about letting go? And then I thought, well, then there's a concept of letting go. Yes. And then what about forgiveness? Well, immediately there was the concept of forgiveness. Yes. And I thought that the building of the me might not even refer to the me, that the building of the me could refer to this alternate universe of doubling concepts, constantly reproducing themselves, like you can actually see that the, you know, you want to, for me, letting go was something which was, it was like a neural pathway, like, but it yeah. was just like a, learning how to ride a bike or something, you know? It's not like yes. I put your foot up here and you turn here. It's yeah. just like learning. Something happened without the word learning. Something yeah. happened. Yeah. And, um, but for the longest time, letting go, letting go, what is letting go? Oh, uh, letting go, uh, searching the data banks for letting go. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Letting go, okay. Yeah, you know? okay. And I just keep, and I was, I just, I don't know, imagine myself in your position, like teaching people this. And there seems to be, what, to me, what I was like getting was there's this, well, how do you teach out of the doubling process, which is going on in everybody's head as they talk to you? Yes. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, the mind is producing immediately the concept. Yes. And I know that sounds simple, but I was just thinking of this kind of process of the building that yes. was going on over and over and over again. Yes. Um, yeah. without reference to the me that yes. might be the me. Like even reference to the me could be a scam. Yes. The me could be just this building process. Yes. I don't know if that makes any sense. Of course it does. Yeah. Yes, there is no you in any... There isn't a you. Who you think you are is not the reference point. It's just a me thought. The me thought has nothing to do with you. I mean nothing to do with you. Nothing. They don't meet each other at all, what you are and the me thought. 
But the constructiveness is what I was like. Yes. What, the, what is this? This 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 is the the you said like the last you know I could see that would make sense to me like fear or sadness or sorrow yeah. so powerful suffering yeah so powerful yeah uh, but this this I don't know, I'm doing it with my hands yes. this building this, yes this building of uh, <coughs> one thing to the next that's right. That, that doesn't seem to be a me in the building. It's like the, That's right, there I isn't. think it does seem to be a me in the building. No, you're dead right. <laughs> 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 but this, this, this. <laughs> oh, that's great. Tonight is your building. <laughs> yes, there is no you in, in, in the building mechanism. Yes. But the building mechanism seems to be the, the dispersed you. The yes. Dispersed me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm not sure what to do with that. I'm just like okay. experiencing it tonight. Yeah, it's great. Okay, all right. Can you let you, the unity thing bleed into it then? The interconnectedness of all things. Well, when you say that to me, it's that. All this, it'll start to, it'll. I've written the words for it. This isness, this. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there seems to be a stopping. Yes. Of the constructiveness. Yes, but it goes on in another aspect of consciousness. It's just, whew, it's just subsided, you know. It's a wave going up and going down and going up and going down. That's all the me story is, you know. It's another wave, whew, rising and falling and whew, dissipating again. It's not, it's, it's not you, it's never you. The me is just the glue connecting these pieces. Because that's all the human brain can do, is the connectivity. Yeah, that's It's interested that. in connectivity. Yeah. Because it's a micro. The human brain is a micro, not a macro thing, you know? And what consciousness brings you into macro. This work brings you into macro and beyond the macro perspective, the wider thing. So what I'm doing is trying like, let's see if we can break down the limits. Let's get a bit wider, wider, wider. But the me thought is, is the micro. That's the personal. That's the narrow perspective. And that's the glue. Keeps the sense of an eye there, which of course is a BS. There's no eye there at all. Yeah, it's a narrowing. Yeah. That's the me bit. The consciousness, even if it's without me, it's con me yes. is also an act, an act of consciousness yes. narrowing. That's right. It's an act of consciousness without narrowing. Like me. Yeah. yeah. That's right. There's no you in it. It's the narrowing of consciousness that creates a me thought. Yeah. So when we go back to what you said, can you can you bring the unity? Yes, because the, the unity is a stepping stone. It's a very useful stepping stone. Because what it does, or beingness, or whatever vibe, you know, that taste, you know, <clears throat> where things expand and kind of go lateral, you know. Kind of, all directions. Yeah, yeah, all directions, dissipates, breaks up and out. You know? yeah. um, and and, and so, so, so the me glue that, that threads through all of it, perspective, the perspective of that is gone. It just breaks. And so the perspective of, of the interconnectedness of all of it happens. And then there is a, an aroma of perfection. 
when the interconnectedness of everything is seen. Because the density of yes, no, right, wrong, me, you, the dense separation perspective is not in view. So what's in view is something closer to everything's okay. So there's an ease. Something relaxes here. It's like a cliff. I mean, it's really interesting. To, so it's like one can follow as far as one experiences. Yeah. And then it turns into concept. Or yes. it turns into a mood. I hear Muji. Like as soon as you said the aroma of or Muji, which was okay. the one, yeah. In other words, it went beyond yeah. what I've experienced. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's right. That'll click into concept. Uh, yeah. But stage where you're at. Stage where you're at. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Yeah. Density is a really good word, though, because there appears to be a lot of density to the to the illusion of self, the stories, and the you know the me. There appears to be. A lot of density to it. Yeah. And, and, uh, so, what I was wondering was you were talking about the dissipation of the connectivity of the me. Uh huh. Um, is it something that just occurs uh, through grace, or <clears throat> you intellectually see it and then it begins to dissolve? It's different for everybody. Do you know that? It's mm -hmm. different for everybody. And some people bypass that, that unity consciousness, do you know? Mm -hmm. um, but even if they bypass it and truth is seen, the movie, The Matrix, still shows itself. And so you see, ah, oh, yeah, that's that unity consciousness beingness thing where people hang out. You can see it retrospectively, but you will see it sooner or later. Mm -hmm. So to need it as a stepping stone, don't mark it as, a, as, a, as something to achieve. It's just like, yeah, it can happen mm -hmm. that way, it can unfold that way, or that can be jumped. Space for both. So we'll just be with the process unfolding of it, whatever it is. Yeah, you know, and, and don't be afraid, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, can the character continue to be dense? Does he have to get undense? Less dense? Not necessarily, but... If the process of healing creates less density, that's not bad either. Yeah. Does it have to? Probably not. Yeah. Probably no rules in any of this. There's no rules at all, you see. Yeah. You're your own teacher. Yeah. All I can do is hold up a mirror, you know, and say, listen, this is what you're really saying, this is what you're saying, you know? So what's this idea of grace that's hovering around the room a bit? Well, you know, would you like an answer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I remember, um, I remember reading, I think it was in the beginning of uh, Eckhart's book, um, A New Earth. He talks about the flowering of consciousness. The, uh, he said, if you imagine, uh, if you imagine a field of flowers, and one blooms here and one blooms there, when does a flower bloom? Well, it blooms when it blooms. Mm -hmm. And so, I have that image of grace. Who knows when it blooms? It blooms when it blooms. Uh -huh. And so. <clears throat> There's the, um, the 
yeah. consciousness is yeah. just there's no how to it there's no why to it it's just like how do you how do you how do you surrender there's you know there's no how to it do you know what I mean I do but as long as that idea of grace continues or the randomness or the that which once surrenders to that's going to keep you alive like that's going to keep the idea of you alive because there's you and grace and then and then there can be you who's waiting for grace and you who's powerless to grace and you who's surrendering to grace and gosh you know we could write a book about, about the idea of you and grace the relationship is the problem maybe <laughs> well uh, <clears throat> unless um, <laughs> I was going to say unless it isn't meaning that um in the uh, in the um, in the um, awareness of grace is the relaxation into not trying to make something happen. Okay. Allowing. Okay. The unfolding. It helps you to allow. And trusting the unfolding. Uh. Do you get? You understand? Yeah. Does it dissolve desire for you then? It can on a good day. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's useful. Yeah. But it's just a concept that you're using to dissolve. Well, it's a concept until it, 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 it until my body relaxes and I and I just become, um, you know, uh, in, and just become really present and allowing of the unfolding of each moment. Yeah. I can put words on it. It's all right. Yeah. Do you want things to be different? Like, is that kind of your MO? Things? Well, I'm very aware that they're not. Underneath it all, there's always a, and there's a statement that life should be different than it is. Yeah. Um, and that is the existential angst, you know, that, uh, that is at the core, seems to, you know, the, the rubbing of the infinite and the finite. So, why not? Hardware something else in your mind just to soften that bit and, and, and just accept things genuinely accept things as they are. Yeah, I mean, really take it on as a practice. Yeah, okay. Well, I believe me, I've, uh, I, I've been moving in that direction. I've had I've lots, I practice every day, meaning my life is very unusual right now, and just opening to it one day, one moment at a time is really a very um. Juicy practice right now. Yeah. Yeah. Letting go of the wanting to control and figure out and manipulate. And yeah. yet, and yet, on the other hand, uh, I still make commitments and plans and, you know, and so forth. And sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. And it's instead of forcing by force of will something, it's like, okay, so what's up? And then there's an, uh, often an intuitive something that comes through and says, this is, you know, and there's a movement or something in another direction. Mm -hmm. An intuitive sort of knowing or movement. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, there's just some little gray area in there. <clears throat> Okay, when, when, 
when you're kind of when you're yeah it's something about when you're accepting or allowing things to be as they are or you know in that moment just going with what is without without trying to jump in and, and control things it's like the, the acceptance, for want of a better word, I don't know what else to use, the acceptance of that practice that you're using seems to have a little edge of like, you don't really want to accept it, you know? It's like this is the right thing to do and it might be better and it might help you in some way. Well, you know, I, I tell you, yeah. um, there is the realization that my mind doesn't know what's next. So it's almost like there's no choice. Okay. Because I know my mind doesn't have the answer. Yeah. You, you follow? I do. I do. And, and do you have an emotional reaction to that? Are you pissed off that the mind doesn't have an answer? Are you pissed off that you have no control? No, Are you pissed off if, that you have to go with the flow? No, I'm not pissed. The reaction is okay. more, um, um, I've been working with this for a while, but the react, there's still a bit of fear there, like, because uh, being a, uh, having come from will for most of my life and for, you know making things happen sure this is new territory yeah. so allowing allowing and okay. um it can be a little freaky sometimes yes yeah. yes this is what it is and uh, that's the trusting the, the trusting the unfolding of life yeah. which is one of my favorite it came to me trust yeah. trust the unfolding of life it's smarter than i am okay here's a little trick we can do can you be okay with the worst case scenario Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can, then sure, what if, what's the problem? Yeah, uh, well, I can't. There's been a real process in the last 10 years of letting go. Yeah. Of letting go of um, attachments to yeah. lots of things. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I mean, my mother always used to say, uh, I hope you're saving for your you know, retirement. And I used to say, oh, mom, don't worry, I picked out a really nice bridge to live under. Okay. You know, which is, you know, it was part of my letting go of, you know, yeah. all, these, all these things that I have. Do I really need them? No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. do you know what I mean? I do. So I've been, and I look around more and more and more, and I, I like these things, I don't need them. All right. Have common sense too, huh? Sorry? Do allow yourself common sense too. You still need a roof over your head. Oh, absolutely. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, this is not any sort of aestheticism or, you know, the decision that material things are bad. It's just, they just are what they are and don't have any inherent juice in it. All right. You know, it can be appreciated and are they, you know, is this necessary? Is that necessary? Okay. No, there's an unfolding that's occurring. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know if that lessens the me or, or is a movement in there. The movement, the, what's lessening the me is anything you can do to drop desires. Just to drop the desires of like, it should be like this, or I want it like this, or it's better like this. Mm-hmm. Wherever you can drop desires, go after it. Mm. The thing is, I'm pointing to you to a place of where you can see, whoa, there's a desire running, and, and it comes and it goes, as an idea. Mm-hmm. The, the problem would be, okay, I, I have to drop it, or oh, feck, there's a desire, I won't, be able to, I won't be able to fulfill it anyway, or 
no commentary at all. A, a desire scene like another thought that just like cruises by. Do you make a distinction between desire and preference? I do, but at the moment, you'd be fooling yourself. Because mm -hmm. that line would move for you quite a lot. You think? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know. I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, watch it. Yeah, watch it. I, I think your mind would kind of say, no, it's just a preference. I'm fine with it. And that's just concept. It's like, actually, deep down, you're probably not. That's what I'm after. There's something in there that's like just not completely open to that yet. Mm. Interesting process right now. Yeah, it's great. A lot of letting go. Yeah, it's great. Let it take it all. <laughs> Let it take it all. It's tricky territory, really, you know, because if you, if you can't see what's making you imagine that you're who you think you are, <laughs> then what your mind is going to do is just going to grab spiritual concepts. And, and, and then we have, oh, nothing's happening and I'm not here. And it's like vomit, you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> confused about like um, when you when you're sleeping it's just that consciousness doesn't have a reference point and then like I, I guess I guess I'm really confused about that and, and like what's the watcher and I don't know like just in my experience I like to sit around and just I guess feel more like uh, like I'm not here or just being I, I think I really enjoy that and then sometimes I'm listening to like to almost like the dominant sort of thing that's happening is like I'm listening to a, like the ticking of a clock or something and it's just really feels wonderful and just sitting in a chair or something and then recently uh, I haven't really taken any yoga classes or anything but someone kind of said well you got to kind of be in your body and I guess I just don't really I'm pretty confused about just what it means in relation to kind of what you've been talking tonight just between sleeping and um, sort of like is it just one consciousness and it's the same consciousness but the reference point isn't there yes. when you're sleeping yes. but then I don't understand what the watcher is or something. Okay. <laughs> you have the sleeping thing, you have that because the your personal perspective you know looking through your own eyes from your own body it's shut down no? 
and somehow it's kind of fine. <laughs> you know, you don't miss it. It's like, oh my God, if I wasn't there, it's like, if you're not there, it's just like you're asleep. It's totally fine. There's just no program on it. Not a problem. And then if you wake up in the middle of the night, then it's your mind that, that can kind of sense that then now those of the world. Consciousness yes, is awake or something if you wake up in the middle of the night. Yes, the perspective that runs through that body mm. turns on. Its movie turns on. Like the little mind yeah. turns on in that, yeah. in that body. Yeah. 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 And is that the watcher there? No. No, I don't understand. What yeah. That it, 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 it's, there are some people who can't, who, 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 who don't have to go to that step, that step, who just can't access it easily, and that's fine. Um, but what it is, is about, did you, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like some, some aspect of your mind fragments. It, it doesn't really, it's just a way of explaining it. It's like there's an ability to watch what your mind is doing. It's like you've got a, a camera, Watch it, or some part of you is watching what your mind is thinking. That happens to me sometimes, but I never know if I how I got there or if I got there. Yeah. I don't. I wasn't conscious of it, but then it just stops after a few hours or whatever. Yes. But that happens, but I don't know if consciously that it would be happening. Yes. Oh, only recently, if I did a couple of breathing exercises that the yoga instructor told me, but then sort of felt like I was just landing all of a sudden, and then that sort of thing was happening. Yes. But I still don't. I can't say that I, I did anything, it just sort of happened, but okay. I was more conscious of noticing yeah. that I felt sort of like a place in my body and then that thing was happening. Yeah. But that is that, that's like some people get used to being the watcher, or they know how to get there or something? That's right. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes they don't have to take a step, like using the breath or something. Very often people just, yeah, I've been just watching myself all my life. It's just automatically their life mechanism. If there is something that you've discovered, through yoga, through the breathing, which gets you there, great. No, I can't say that at all. But but the breath does that breath bring you there every time? Or was no, it just that an only happened twice okay. by accident in the last um, week or so. But prior to that, for years, I, I think maybe from listening to Eckhart Tolle or something, or something happened. It, it just yeah. it, it's just I, I just I don't really know. But it but it but if I'm sitting there, all of a sudden it just. Yes. It's just like there's just the click tock ticking of the clock or something like yes. it's just like one thing happening and yes. then it just seems to propel into a watch. I guess it's what seems yes. maybe like watching, but I still think that's the thing is I'm so confused because I guess maybe what you're saying and, and just it's like there's just one thing going on. Yes. And so sometimes yes. the mind and consciousness seem very focused, and, but I just I don't get. Yeah, I'm just more into more questions then. I guess. That's it. Yeah, but don't, I love don't the feeling. <laughs> sure, just sure. kind of one thing happening. Sure, nice. I love it. Sure, but it sure doesn't help when you have to do a task or something. <laughs> Depends on the task. I guess. Yeah, it I don't know. Right? So I'm a little confused, but okay, I don't know okay, exactly what I'm confused about. Oh, only pick up what makes sense to you, right? And just chuck the rest of it. If there is something that makes you feel more in your body, do it. Anything that makes you feel more in your body, whether it's more yoga or breathing, nature, 
So just sitting sitting around, drinking coffee and sitting around or sitting around. Whatever just makes you feel like, or you just put notices up around the place, even just like, are you in your body? Do you feel in your body? Because when you have that connectedness, you're just a step away from observing your thoughts. Consciously like or something? Yeah, consciously. Consciously being able to see your thoughts. It's not a goal in itself. If it happens, it happens. But being more present in your body would really help you. Okay. Just kind of feeling like, whoa, I can feel something inside of my belly. I can, I, there's a part of me inside my body. You know that feeling? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I was pretty conscious that it felt like, ooh, I la- landed or something landed yes. or something's going on here. Exactly. But, and then that thing was kind of just going for a while. It's like, I think I was talking a lot and then all of a sudden the whole frequency changed and yes. I couldn't say that much and yes. it was just so quiet, but it was the same sort of mechanism yes. going on and I was just watching it. Absolutely. It's really lovely, but Absolutely. then it goes. And then it goes. That's it. Is, is that what you were talking about where something sealed up the crap? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Being in your body is what is what can help you more than anything. Help stabilize it or something? Exactly. It's like, come on, come on in here. Come on into the body now, you know? And, and let that get solid. Work on it, you know? Okay. Work on it. Like, Every time we go to the bathroom, it's like, okay, this is where I'm inside my body. Look at yourself in the mirror. Get in there. Are you in there? No, you're not. Okay, next time we'll try. Are you in there? You know? Well, it helped to hear this breath of hearing the sound of my breath. I never heard it. And so instead of hearing the clock, I was like, oh, I can hear my breath anytime I want. That's right. It's there all the time. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's there all the time. The thing is just remembering to listen to it. Remembering to check to see if you're in your body. Okay. So yeah. I don't know how to quite do that yet. Yeah. Seems... Normal reminders, like put up notices around the place. Literally, you can remind us for yourself. Stay in your body. Well, yeah. I think I probably never was in my body until recently. That's anyway. for sure. They're only just coming in. Yeah, yeah. That's totally fine. But that's the place for you to be. Okay. That's the place. That so some people just maybe were that way when they were a kid, but they just stayed that way. That's right. And I just didn't. Yeah, stay. you didn't get in. Yeah, yeah. Didn't get in or didn't stay, but. Yeah. Yeah. 45 years later. That's all right. Yeah. So what? <laughs> I'm feeling, oh, I'm feeling so in my body. Every path cool. is different. There's no, there's no hierarchy that if you're at this stage, you've got this far to go. It's completely random. Really it is. You just have to honor what, what's going on for you. That's the key. That's the fastest way. Okay. You know? But do physically put up reminders. Okay. You know? Just, just to help yourself. You know, are you in your body? Get into your body. It's starting to feel Listen worse to, to be out of it. I think it's yeah. like even just in a few days, like, oh, fantastic. This is pretty cool. And you're out. It's going to be really uncomfortable for you to be out. Yeah, yeah. And that's the natural pull to be more in, huh? Yeah. Something is, isn't. And that's a that rightness point, to it. A point of reference? Like, that's that <laughs> point. I, I guess, what does that mean in relation to what you're talking about as far as. Oh, God, it's a completely different thing. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, your path is a bit different. Your path is a bit different, yeah. I, I, what I do is give personal responses to people uh-huh. because because everybody's consciousness, you know, has six billion ways to experience itself right now on the planet. So you know, yeah, that and that's just for for what, what that's good. Exactly, just take everything. Yeah, in yeah. It. Sometimes it's impossible to link up. It doesn't link up. Sometimes it just needs not to link up. It's okay not to link up. You know. Yeah. Regards this. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Could you talk about patience? Because 
on the one hand, it seem, it makes sense to say that patience is an idea and there's nothing to be patient for because, yeah. and, um, you know, waiting is really not living, it's dying. And on the other hand, there's always that question, how many hours do I have, to, you know, how many hours do I have to put in of silence or, um, uh, you know, how many prayers do I have to say? And Yeah. That spiritual practice of doing what makes sense to you, what what that calling is, whether it's praying, silence, meditation, patience, whatever it is you're practicing, you'll never reach a quota, but you will see that it's going nowhere. You'll actually see it's going nowhere, that it's keeping the seeker alive. Because as long as that practice is happening, there's a you who's doing it to get somewhere. So it's really, really useful for a while. And then it actually becomes the core of the problem. Because it refines something, refines something, refines something, just for the experience of refining it, not to get someplace. The reward of those prayers is in the doing of it. It's in the doing of it. It can't lead anywhere. It becomes destructive. So it will wear itself out? It will wear itself out. You just see it as useless, pointless, wasting time. And as that comes in, mind will be fighting it because it, it, it's you know, it can be fighting for its life, huh? And so it's going to say, yeah, but just in case. Or, you know, this could be a trick because you might just spiral into some kind of real negative space that you've worked so hard to come out of. And, you know, mind will do these things. And then you need courage to say, okay then, let's see who I am without the attachment to this practice. Let's see what happens then. You'll have to call its bluff. What's your reaction to that? At what point will I know that it's useless? Because it it doesn't seem meaningless. Yes. Yes. And yet it is. Yes. When you say it is, is it a conceptual knowing that it's meaningless? Or somewhere within you knows? Conceptually, when I think about non-duality. Okay. All right then. Okay. <clears throat> For you, it, it's very possible. Or let, let's leave an opening to this possibility. Okay. Let's have an opening that that prayers will always continue, that devotion will always be there, mm -hmm. but that it would be almost like a lifestyle or personality trait that will always continue for you. But it's just kind of something that you do. 
So what drops is the idea that it's leading somewhere, that there's a finish point, that it will be enough. It's quite likely, actually, now that I'm tuning into you, it's quite likely that you'll always continue it, but it just loses its value system also, or always. And there's some part of your mechanism that knows that, no, this, the, the role of this body-mind is to do this. And in some way, it's bringing a bit of positivity in the world. And for the world, that's great. But for what I am, well, you know, heck, makes no difference at all. So it will continue, but only, it's like, it's, it's, it's going ahead now because there's a you who, who is feeling a benefit out of it. And then, there's, and then there's the knowing that it actually makes sense in the world to add this kind of lifting vibration in the world. This one will continue, but the you who is getting something personally out of it, this is the half that has to die. That's beautiful. Okay. It will continue for you, actually. It will continue for you. But as a lifestyle thing, you come in and you... you Come in and out of it, but it'll always be there. It'll always make you feel good. It'll always make you feel good. And, and, and hey, why not, you know? Okay. It has to shift in its value system, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it then, um, I don't want to say... It sounds like I'm going to generalize, so I get nervous as soon as I start to generalize. Generalize, let's go with it. Okay. Um, it's like when you take a step into the unknown, and all of a sudden there's, ah, and there's a realization or recognition, whether it's mental or from another place. And then, because I was thinking of you just saying grace, and... Um, and then there's like what could be so nourishing initially if you stay there then starts to become something else. Yes. And it's like it, the generalization would be is everything. It's like every time you take the step and you get this like, wow, you know, and there's this, this this expansion or you know, this breaking up a little bit more or the crack opens a touch more. And then it's almost like it has a shelf life. Yes. And you kind of live through the middle of it, and you're still gaining, but you're also starting to solidify the ego, and then by the <coughs> end, you're holding on to it mm -hmm. because it's just a memory. It, yes. It's really, in the, it's really in the present. You think it's in the, in the past. Right? Yes. And then there's the next thing you grab hold of, and then it's just, it's like uh, you know what's the, you know the. the the guy who was holding one, he's on the cliff and he's holding on to the Bodhi tree and the tiger's above him and the cliff is below him. And then he drops down to the next thing, holds on to the next thing. Is this what this is? It's like every time we grab a hold of something, which really might be very nourishing at first. Yes. Ultimately, we have to let that die too. That's right. Until That's right. eventually... <laughs> I'm thinking my teacher's words. Uh, for many, many years ago, he said that's like drawing, I, I'll, I'll just, I'll plot in a second, it's like drawing a line in the cement, drawing a line in the earth, drawing a line in the water, yes. drawing a line in the air. Yes. So after a while, this process just becomes air. Yes. You grab it, you nourish, you move. That's right. Yeah. And you know that it's not you. 
I think that's because what would happen is like at the, the next step is like if you follow the, the thought of the air back into <clears> its <throat> source, there's nothing. Yeah. And then someone said to me last week, could you follow the nothing back to its source? And I'm, whoa, I started to like, lost all point of reference. Uh -huh. And to me it's like, when it's no longer emotion, it's energy, and then what is beyond energy? What's beyond that concept? Yes. What's beyond all concepts? Yeah. You're asking? Yeah. What's beyond all concepts? Yeah. I have no words for it. Okay, that's a clever answer. I don't need to be clever. <laughs> <laughs> I really I meant sure. it's like, I don't know. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> so what about beyond all of it, huh? Beyond the cycle of nothing and everything. I have two answers. One is I don't know. And the other is heart opening. For lack of a better word. And is there something that's not phenomenal? Uh, I'm, I'm talking concepts now when they're not useful, but it's all I have. Yeah, that's how I felt when I said heart opening. I didn't have words okay. to say back to you about what that is. Okay. It's not some imaginary. Sure. And is there something that cannot, doesn't have a phenomenal uh, wow, well, um, reflection? Like, like heart opening is a phenomenal reflection. So I'm saying, mm -hmm. I'm saying not deep enough. No, I know. Um, something that absolutely doesn't have any contact point at all to this phenomenal wor world. Um, uh, yes, no. Okay. Uh, yes, <clears throat> now, and then trace. That's why when you went to Aroma, you were talking about if you went another step beyond, and there was loss of reference. So that I, number of times, no reference. Yeah. But then reference. Yes. So there's a, a writing over it that almost, uh, not immediately, well, it's slower now, but it still comes back. And then even when it's happening, they're still seeing through it, but there's a phenomenal attachment still. But there's... It doesn't always lead in the dance. If that makes any sense. Yeah. It, it, it always led before in the dance. It, it doesn't always lead. Sometimes it, it's, it's shadow dancing with me. And that seems to be connected, go back to your clever point, to being stupider. Because I'm a lot stupider than I was a year ago. Yeah. There's a lot less thought. Yeah. But I don't know if that. That gets into I don't know. I don't really, you know. But when I listened to um, Born to Be Free on tape, the first time I was coming back from Kripalu, uh in July, and I was very pissed off the whole time uh, because I kept trying to follow you. And I worked with Scott a lot. 
And I would always feel like you would say something, and you know, your, your art to me is be able to take someone from where they're at the exact point, take them a little bit, you know, and it bothered me over and over and over again. And then when I listened to it about two weeks ago, there was so much of it which was my own experience. But this is what I was saying to you, I think, a little while ago. There's a point where it's no longer your own experience. So to answer your question, I have no idea how to answer it outside of saying the words I said. Yes. And then mine immediately rushes in the desire to go beyond itself. Yeah. Which I experienced in so many meetings from so many people. This, this rush to and comparativeness. That was the anger, I think, was a comparativeness, which would go back to a core story of insufficiency. How come I don't have this? How come I can't know my way through this? So for me, it's when that not knowing becomes pleasurable. And I think that gets mixed up with a kind of lurid desire to hear people who talk about their awakenings. <laughs> you know, the spectacular, you know, there's such a, I'm writing a book called the Diary of an Unenlightened Seeker. Okay. <laughs> I thought I would tell the story from the other side. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's good. It's good to, to, to have this interchange because I could just I just realized inside how deep the mind's desire is for the next state. Yes. It perceives it as a state. Yes, it does of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's very deep, and it's very painful, and it's it's really interesting to watch it. Consciousness will, will always present new states for mind to entertain itself with. Can you let that happen? Oh, with pleasure, um, and finally with pain. That's what that loop is, like, mind, mind wants something better, okay? And it's hooked in on the states of mind, and like experiential states and realizations and cracks and all the rest of it. If you don't add the desire, there will be a final state. If that spiritual conditioning didn't come in, that wheel of wanting something better and finding something better and then wanting the next thing, that can continue fine. That's not a problem. Mind will always want something better. That's what it does. Yeah. It just keeps it moving. Yeah. It's a monkey thing, you know? Mm -hmm. You were talking about desire earlier. Um, you were talking about uh, desire in reference to trying to alter this. Yeah. Were you also talking about desire, like desire for this, or sexual desire, or desire for food, or... Yeah. You know, the whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thing, which is almost like immediate, like, I, I don't know, I'm getting an image here, it's almost like immediate, brought back into the self. There's yes. such a... You know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes they do the pictures from Hollywood, when you die, fade to black. Yes. This would be like this inside, yes. right? Yes. So... Yes. Desire, desire and the I-thought are synonymous. We can call it desire, we can call it the I-thought. They're together. 
Yeah, that's what I'm getting tonight. Yeah, desire is a contraction. And the contraction is this I thing. And it's just not comfortable. But the I isn't you, you know? The reference point isn't you. That's the best that's the trick. Okay, so this brings me back to a question I had for you in July, driving in the car. Okay. What's identifying? Yeah, consciousness. In order to imagine that it's experiencing something, it has to run identification as a, a part of its software. Consciousness is identifying. Yes, consciousness is doing the whole gig. There's no you, you see. There really is no you. So, it, could, you, could you put it through just, a, a, if you don't mind, a, I am that. You know, the I am, I am that, or am, am, that, if you want to get rid of the I. Yeah. Is am, am, that, is that, in that system of conceiving it, like Muji, I am that, or Papaji, I am that. Yeah. Uh, is the I am, in what you were just talking about, is consciousness? Yeah. It's amorphous, there's no way of grabbing hold of it. it yeah, but it's, it's so deep in the movie, it's, it's, it stinks. It sticks? It stinks. It stinks. Yeah. I am, we've got an I, we've got isness, we've got beingness, and it's BS. Could it be also the space that permeates the whole thing? Yeah, space is too much too. It's the most subtle concept, but it's too late. Right. But I, I meant, in other words, it, rather than the solid uh, of yeah. the film, yeah. you were saying it permeates the whole film. And it's, yeah. It's the matrix. Yeah. There's a few things that permeate the whole thing, but yes, this amnes, beingness, isness, yes. So it's a comfortable place for people to hang out, no? And, and the other things? You don't mind? Identification with existence, because that's how come amnes happens, huh? There's a, there's, a, there's a given that when something is here, it's like, really? Huh? Hello, blow that up too, please. Something is here, really? Is that anchored by body? It's, it's not blowing up existence. It's the concept of existence, not, not being pulled apart. Existence permeates the whole thing. That's the one that really doesn't get blown up. Existence, non-existence, binary. And, and if, existence, non-existence, the whole thing. Right. Split the whole thing. Yeah. Prior. Yeah. It's one thing to say. That's a really important one. Just a concept. Existence is just a concept. And everything rolls out from there. Or would you say there's existence and then there's the concept of existence? Or that the synonymous, you know, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately. It's ultimately the same thing. Yeah. Yes, in its essence it has to be the same thing. Because I was thinking like there's death. Yeah. I haven't died yet. So yeah. all I could have is the concept of death at this point. In yes. Life. Yes. And I realized about three months ago they're not the same. Yes. Whatever death is. Yes. Mystery. Yeah. Why narrow? Then I just tried to apply it to existence. It didn't fit. Uh-huh. 
If you, if, you, if you could let it show itself, because it's about things revealing themselves to you, you know? I mean, that's how it works, no? Things reveal themselves to you, otherwise you're buying ideas. <clears throat> Leave space for, for the mechanism of mind to have no reference point with who you think you are. Leave space for that to reveal itself. The idea of a reference point is also a mechanism of consciousness. None of it. Identification is a happening in consciousness. That would be the reference point, wouldn't it? What's the reference point? The identification. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you're saying... Identification. It's not even this. It's, I don't have a word for it. It, it would be identification. This, I used to teach identification disidentification, re-identification, but it's not even that. It's uh -huh. something about the blowing up of identification yes. together. Yes. Yeah. It's not a disidentification, or are you in the middle of it still? No, it's, there's still somebody who's doing that, and, and we've just shifted the reference point. Yeah. That's the tricky point. That's, uh -huh. that's the trick for me. It's like the shifting of the reference point. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what you keep doing. You yeah. keep jumping your, your, let's try space, let's try existence, let's try, you're just like, give me another reference point, quick, quick, quick. These are the mechanisms of consciousness in order to keep itself moving, to keep itself playing with itself. Not because it has a desire to, but that's because how energy moves. Suggesting to, if possible, rest without a, a a point or a notice that it's possible to, that 
there isn't a point. There truly isn't a point. Yeah. But if you say that, if I say that to your inner child, what's the reaction? Well, it's not here now, so I can't give you an authentic reaction, but generally I would say it would be panic and a clutching. And a then this is, this is where the work is for you. Right. It's like, okay, th there's one part of you that, that you know, that, that's holding the whole thing together. Right. It came up in the beginning of, of this, huh? Right. That part of you. I see how that is with having no reference point. Oh, yeah, it hates it. Yeah, it hates it. Okay, well, well then, what does that inner child need? in order to be, to feel the relief of no reference point. And that's the path you take, huh? What does it need? Yeah. It doesn't need revenge, the adult needs revenge. Yeah. I'm glad you know that. I'm very interested that you know some things that you do. <laughs> I'm surprised most people don't understand this as well as you do. It's just all mind. From the most horrendous suffering, most horrendous, horrific experiences, to like stories about somebody's whatever it is, job. It's just, it's just all mind. It's just all mind. It's one big, wonderful consciousness. It's, there's no mystery in it at all. So when I asked the question, what does the child need, and I guess I've always assumed that the child wants some sense of existence or reference, and then I just asked that, I'm not so sure, not so sure that children need that. Children maybe just be. You, yes. Yeah, you'll have to give that child a voice to say, well, what do you need? Uh -huh. You have to actually let it be personal. Yeah, I mean, for me, the experience as a child is somebody's coming at me mm. and trying to take my existence. Yes. And the sense is, oh my God, I'm disappearing. Yes. Yes. And the sense that somebody could do that. Yes. Yes. And, uh, um, very intense pain, and that's been replayed, I'm just realizing it. I've re-experienced re that over and over in life, that, that same horror of who, what I am, is being sucked out of me. And um, the worst possible feeling as that's happening. Yes. Yes. All you have to do is revisit the early stuff, that's all. Mm -hmm. The rest of it is just... The, the other uh, episodes of similar stuff echoing through your life is literally a reverberation from the first one. You only have to go through the first one again. Mm -hmm. And you're only just balancing it out. You're just balancing out a perspective. But you've got to allow it to say exactly how it feels and what it says. And mm, I've, I've done quite a bit of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just gotta marry it with this stuff now, you know. Can I say one of the things that I've I've heard? And, um, you know, one of the things I experienced as a child is somebody that I love coming at me with hatred, viewing me as an object of uh, beyond contempt, the yeah. desire to annihilate what yes. you know, their direction of me yes. is annihilation. Yes. But I love them. Yes. Uh, and the intense confusion, and then subsequent taking their side, coming around 
to join them. Yes. To hate this. Yes. Yes. And then the, it's interesting just going, oh, so when I encounter many spiritual teachings, I view it as, oh, this is the annihilation game. I know how to do that. And so I go back and I take that side and it becomes an attack yes. rather than a let it go. That's right. Hmm. Mind will use anything to continue that which makes the sufferer continue. <clears throat> you know, from the child on, I see this intense confusion or bewilderment when the me disappears. It's premature for the child. Right. It's intense panic. Yeah, of course. It's premature. Something, it must be given a chance to... You know, whatever I thought was real and solid, yeah. it just poof. Yeah. And, you know, I think back then there was even a sense of survival depends on me being able to manipulate. And if, if everything goes, how do I manipulate? How do I survive? Uh-huh. You know, if I can't see the world, I think this is one of the things that's happened to me all along is if I can't see the world, how do I manipulate it? Mm -hmm. If it disappears, I still believe it's there, even if I can't find it. Yes. I think that that's my... Yes. Uh, something defective about me has caused me to go blind, so to speak. Sure. But if you believe it's there, then it's there. Right. It has to be. It was there yesterday. It may not be there now. I can't find it. I can't remember it. But... Yeah. Something's wrong. Whatever belief you're running, you stand on that. Huh? Mm -hmm. You know, it's more. It's more about the world being laid to rest rather than being annihilated. The annihilation experience has happened for you. It doesn't need to be like that with non-dual work. It's about laying no, to rest. You know. Yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah, it's like something just peters off. It's like the fall, you know, it's like these autumn leaves falling off. It's something, it's like something is laid to rest. Yeah. Let that approach That's come in. Completely what happened with my dog. Yeah. It was yeah. Time and it was a yeah, stay away from the non dual concepts that are annihilation, that have the smell of violence, because that's where the, it's going to perpetuate the suffering. Oh, yeah. But I come mean, with. I was working with a teacher for quite a while and I just got sicker and sicker and I was confused because I thought well isn't this you know isn't enlightenment just around the corner man I've, I've decimated everything that's here and yeah you know it's yeah. just brutalized and yeah and, you know. yeah and, and I'm like lying in bed for five days at a time you know? sure like, aren't I gonna wake up any second now mm -hmm. sure sure yeah yeah but there's a beautiful restorative healing phase I mean it's exquisite Mm -hmm. What you have to do is beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful, you know. I can feel it. I've, I've had taste of it. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing is when something in me wakes up and and just goes. It, it's it's wordless, but it's essentially like we're done with this. Yes. And it literally is like a child or, or some yes. parent and the child walking out together and just walking away. Yes. 
and it's done with because it's just all over. Not, there cannot be an, an ounce of denial in it. Not an ounce of suppression or denial. You won't get away with it. I don't know what denial or suppression is right now. Yeah. See, this is one of the problems is when yeah. I talk to somebody like you. Yeah. They'll say things. I have no concept for what you just said. Yeah. And something in me goes, okay. Yeah. And I go, okay, what? Yeah, okay, what? what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's also a part of me that goes, well, maybe you don't need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something here is it, I suppose, you know? Or not? It's all right. Be so gentle. That's what I'm saying. Be so gentle. And honor everything on the healing path for that young one. You know? Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just going to, I know that annihilation. I know that joining up with the other to turn against and diminish. I know that one really well. And when you were talking about annihilation, you were talking about letting to rest. What we went through was just like the annihilation is the reenactment of that. And the letting to rest is, it, it reenacts. But it's losing its. And there's also the promise of unity in joining up with the perceived other and joining in the annihilation. So, oh, we're going to do this together. Yes. And when the annihilation is done, yes. I'll have unity. Yes. But instead, all I have is a freaking corpse. That's right. That's right. The promise of unity. It's a real trick. In any shape or form, the promise of unity is a real trick. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love this because it's just like, it's like, just, I sometimes have this experience with like you just, Look at what's on the table and you go, oh, I, I see all this. Now. Yeah, that's right. exactly it. Yeah. It becomes really simple. Right. And it's just looking at what's here. We're not dealing with concepts or theories. We're just like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's here and that's what that looks like. And that's never worked. And, yes. Oh, no wonder it didn't work. Okay. Yes. I um, just noticing something about how you were saying about being with that child and stuff. And I realized something a while ago which was phenomenal for me. That I am what, what sees all people, the child, the story of me and these different persons. And what I noticed is there's often one that isn't seen and that's the one that thinks it's doing the seeing. But especially when looking at the child, I was used to try and meet the child and be nice to the child. What I realized is the one that actually needs to be met is the one 
that is opposing the child. That there's mm -hmm. actually a character within here mm -hmm. who thinks life and survival depends on keeping that child down, quiet, shut down. Yeah. And, um, and that when I looked at that and had a curiosity and compassion, but oh, well, why is this aspect here trying to you know, shut down the child or never feel joy or any of those things? Um, that's been helpful. And the starting point to even get to the child. Mm -hmm. not easy to meet that one that's the sort of the oppressor and the you know because it firmly believes survival happiness is all dependent on you know whatever strategy yes so when you do this work and when you go in to the wee fellow okay ask him who else is here and like this he will recognize oh you know me who's destroying myself, me who's criticizing myself. He'd recognize what other characters are there. He was the adult won't, but you gotta, he'll tell you. He's, he's the one who's gonna get you out of this. Well, what I can feel right now is a, a strong thing here that goes, oh no, we're not gonna talk to that child. Mm, sure. <laughs> sure. The shit hits the fan. You know? Yeah, nice. <laughs> that identification will break up. That's what's so solid for you. That's what's left. Mm. Well, yeah, maybe I was going to say there's a lot of pain in the, the child's memories or whatever. Yeah, let it happen. It's only memory. Then I realized, like, oh, right, yeah, that, that goes through to the... Yeah, and it's only memory. The experience has happened. It's only memory. You know, it's only memory. I don't know the difference, though. I don't have that. Uh, like that. Uh. The only memory. To me, I don't, I don't have two. You know, memory okay. and reality. It doesn't... Whatever comes up is, is it. Sure, sure. It's very hard to go, oh, that's just a memory. Well, you see, the thing is, if when you're going into it now, it's a process and it's going to finish because, it, because, because it's a memory. As a child, when it's happening, you've no sense of time like you have now. Yes. You don't know what memories are. You're just creating experiences. Yes. So everything could go on forever. There's no option of it being something else. Because that's the only that, life you absolutely. know. Absolutely, and that was the sense of these things, like, this is eternity. That's it, that's and, it. And then the checking, wait, is this still happening? Yes, it's still happening. Yes. Oh my God, this is so painful, I can't handle it. That's right, there's no this way out happening. at all. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, so by saying it's a memory, it's like, this is a process. You're going into it and you will come out of it. You lose yourself in the middle of it, of course. But you can know now that it will be time-based because it's a process. You see? I just felt some compassion for that child that is in that state of, oh my God, I can't believe this hurts so badly, I can't take it, this is still happening, yes, it's still happening. And then the thought that goes, this isn't going to end. Yes. And then from that point, there's another decision made because of the perception that this is never going to end and I can't handle it. Yes. But, but it does end. Everything that has a beginning ends. It does end. Does? But don't you... That's what the oracle says in nature. <laughs> and Smith did. <laughs> After he consumed her. 
<laughs> no, it's very important because that's the key element in the final matrix okay. when Neo yeah. is facing Smith. Yeah. Smith says to him, everything that has a beginning has an end. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's, it's like there's a recognition of who and what he's dealing with. Yes. And then he gets up and then allows this to come into him. Yeah. And the apparent, he says, Smith, you were right. You were always right. And the appearance is that he's giving up. Yes. And saying, okay, fine, take me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, as I'm listening to this, and you were saying, you were talking about the childhood state, and that there really isn't a time like the time we have now. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's almost universal, beyond universal. It's just, it's, the, there isn't, there isn't even a reference back when you're really young. It's just all happening and it's just all, all consuming. And you're saying now it's just a process and you go back and you say, okay, it's just a process. But as I was listening to that, I had this very strong feeling that in the middle of it, it can't just be a process. Yes. That, that in the middle of it, it has to become that all-encompassing yes. experience again. Yes, he will lose himself when he goes into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without even without the hope of, or expectation of coming. In other words, you were talking about a process. Yes. I, I know why you were talking about that, but I was just had this really strong feeling that no, to really uh, to to affect a change. Yes. Especially at the child level. Yes. There has to be uh, a giving into a loss of time. Yeah, that's right. It, it has really, to have you. Yeah, a really like profound, and, and I hate to use the word annihilation, uh, but annihilation of time at yes. some level back right. to that childhood state. That's right. Where it's everything again. That's right. Because that happened to me in, in July with a guy named Panash Desai, where I wasn't watching my story, I was living my story, yes. my core story. Yes. And um, I described this a number of times, like doing 10 hits of acid, that vibration was so powerful, it was. And when I mean living my story, it's like I was going through what the child was going through. Yeah. But I was watching the story be written. Yes. Out of it. Yes. And I was, I, yes. I, long words, I was living the story being written out of it. Yes. There was, it was so uh, everything. Yeah. And, yeah. and there was tremendous pain connected to it, which was actually, in the end, there was more of me. Yes. Um, so I was just like wondering about that's what I'm going to ask you because to me it's like that seemed to me when you were talking about be with the child this is a way to move forward yeah that seemed to me like a really important piece at the very end of this whole thing tonight yes a really important piece is to go into a timeless space with no expectations no reference points just willing yes willing to yes. surrender to it but then if the fear of going into it. We play a trick on the mind, you see? I'm constantly That's what you were talking about, just the process. That's right. Yeah. I was tricking his mind so that he would allow himself to go in because it will take him. If he genuinely goes in, it'll take him. But mm -hmm. if he's got fear going in, he'll do it intellectually. Tough and to no talk change to will happen. More than one person at a time. Yeah, you're just juggling. It's great <laughs> no, fun. No, I meant. Oh, I know. Yeah, what you're doing is What talking. I'm doing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one minute I'm addressing the adult, another the child, and swinging, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's great fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. That's how it works. Yeah. Tremendous healing in that. Yeah. That timeless healing. Yes. Yeah. So time-bound healing, timeless healing. 
Timeless healing, yeah, it loses its charge then. Do you know the game, the film The Game, with Michael Douglas and Sean Penn? I don't think so. It's about this guy's very wealthy, yada yada yada, and he's miserable towards everybody, and his brother gets him a game. It's like around a $20 million, $30 million game. He doesn't know he's in the game, but ultimately, <coughs> he's haunted by watching his father jump off of a building. His whole life was haunted by that. Uh, he's in that grave with his father. Okay. And they reproduce everything until he actually jumps. Ah, wonderful. And he literally jumps off of this thing. Wonderful. And as he, he, he jumps, he, he, it's his death, yeah. finally, rather than his father's. Yeah, that breaks it. Yeah, it breaks it. I bet it does. Yeah. Hmm. We call it an evening? Yeah, thank you. Okay. Thanks for hanging out, that was fun. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, thanks Juliana for arranging it all. <laughs>